Good day, my friends. This is Under Review, the tennis podcast from an insider's perspective. I'm Craig Shapiro, and on the show, I talk with the most interesting voices in the sport. We've got a special show for you today. It's the second day of a three-day celebration of one year of Under Review, and we are keeping the ball rolling. Yesterday, we had world number 20, Sophia Kennan, and today, not only do we have another top 20 player, we also have one of the most insightful minds in tennis, a guy who's not only played the Open himself, but coached a bunch of players through it. Michael Joyce has coached Sharapova, Azarenka, Pegula, Bouchard, and is currently coaching Timmy Ababosh. And he will be with us to give us insight into and tell us what to look for on the ladies' side of the draw at the U.S. Open. But first, she won Junior Wimbledon and the Junior French in the same year. At 17, she caught her final the U.S. Open. She's beaten Kerber, Osaka, Pliskova, Halep, and Serena. And she's won the Hopman Cup twice, both times holding up her doubles partner and countryman, Roger Federer. Current world number 13, Belinda Bencic, is going to discuss her impressive junior career. Tell us what it's like to navigate your way through a draw full of dangerous opponents. And share what she thinks is her most dangerous weapon. We caught up with Belinda a few days ago at the Aurora Games in Albany, New York. So, first of all, we're in the VIP lounge in the bottom of the Times Union Arena in Albany, New York. You're going to play at an EXO tonight? Yes, exactly. We are playing the Aurora Games at 7 p.m. The Aurora Games, um, a celebration of female athletes. And um, the young lady you just heard is Belinda Bencic, uh, world number 13. Uh, how are you? Thank you. I'm very good. Is your, very excited. Is your first language French? No, my first language is German. First language is German. Yes. Your accent's so nice to hear. It's cool. Um, I have to tell you, the first thoughts I had of tennis this year was seeing you in Hopman Cup, like the happiest person in the whole world. <laughs> yeah, you, you I had, was. Like, a, you had, like a big smile, and you, you seemed to really gravitate to that event. Um, is that true? Yeah, of course. Um, I really like this event, and to playing with Roger, uh, obviously, Makes you the happiest person. <laughs> so I was definitely, you know, excited to play there for the third time, and we won it again. So yeah, it was a great experience, and I'm really sad that uh, the event doesn't um, exist anymore. I know what a shame that they got rid of that. That was like you own that. <laughs> so listen, we typically do a five-set format, but you're about to play the U.S. Open which is no small thing. So we're gonna condense down to our lean and mean three set format. The first set we call the Players Lounge, where we talk about what you've been up to and hear a little bit about your career. Let's just jump right into it. Um, you just had to drop right out of Cincy with an injury. First of all, what was that like? And, and um, what's the kind of work you need to do to come back? Um, yeah, you, I think uh, these injuries sometimes happen with athletes and especially as tennis players, we play week in and week out, so it's almost impossible, you know, to stay top fit the whole time. So um, I've been trying to, you know, do a lot of rehab, um, of course, do the things I have to do to get my heel better. And um, of course, just light practice, not too much. So um, this is a good test tonight, you know, to play some sets and then 
um, try to practice a little bit more the next week. Um, so when you finished in Cincy, where did you go to do rehab? What city did you go to? We went straight to New York City. Straight to New York? Yeah. Everybody goes straight to New York. It's the best city. Is that your favorite? Yeah, it's my favorite. Really? Yes. <laughs> and now, um, I'm curious, what were your impressions of the last few weeks in the hard courts? You know, with Andreescu winning in Canada and Madison winning in Cincy, um, did you see anything interesting from the from the players? Did you? Uh, well, mostly, I mean, it's great for the players uh, who won these tournaments. Um, but mostly, you know, I'm trying to focus on my own performance, uh, on myself. I think I played some good matches in Toronto, uh, then lost to world number six, uh, Svitolina. So it's not too bad. And then, uh, unfortunately, in Cincinnati, I had to retire. But still, I felt good on the court with my game. So I definitely feel like I, I'm, you know, ready if I practice um, now this week well um, for US Open. And um, yeah. So when when you stop, do you, will you watch any tennis? Do you go home at night and like throw the TV? Yeah, we watch all the time. You watch? Yeah, I watch all the matches. I'm really crazy about tennis. I'm on the tennis for eight hours the whole day, and then I come to the hotel and I turn on the TV right away. Because some other people we talk to, they won't watch it. Yeah. You watch it. Yeah, I watch it. Um, you've gotten to seven. I mean, do you feel like you can win majors? Yeah, I definitely think so. I definitely think so too. I always, whenever I watch you play, I'm just like, I can't believe she ever could lose just because your strokes are so sweet. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. No, no, I mean, it's it's very difficult because all the girls obviously are playing great tennis, but you know, if you don't believe you can, you know, win a major, so why do you play at all? And um, I think definitely it should be the mindset that, or it's my dream, you know, so I'm doing everything for that um, to accomplish it. Now, is your back, your backhand up the line? I think is really your bread and butter. Would that be fair to say? Is that your is that your greatest tr shot? Yeah, it is, and um, it somehow comes very naturally. So it's not like I'm practicing it um, all the time. It's just it's so nice. for some players. They have strengths that just you know come with their technique and with their uh, mentality, and it just comes naturally. Something in my mind makes me think that Martina Hingis's mom, Melanie Molitor, is her name made you hit a lot of backhands up the line. <laughs> Maybe, I think um, <laughs> we did just a lot of, you know, change of di direction, and I think um, that's really important in tennis. Melanie Molitor is Martina Hingis's mother, and she's a, a top-level coach. She has an academy in Wallero, Switzerland. She coached you since you were a child? Um, yeah, from very small. I practiced uh, with Martina's mom, and um, she basically taught me everything um, the basics of the game until, you know, I was 18 years old. And I think everything I learned tactically and technically, it's from her. And I think the game I play, it's a little bit different to other players. So I think that's a big advantage. So I'm super thankful to her um, to give me all this advice and, and just learn me all of this. And I'm definitely, you know, trying to keep that with me on my um, future road. You had one of the most incredible junior careers um, can you talk a little bit about that, your junior career? Um, yeah, it's a very good time to remember. Um, I loved my junior career, um, especially, you know, it was so much more fun. I think, you know, having so much friends and junior, everything is more relaxed. Um, yeah, and definitely, you know, I was a little bit younger than everyone when I came up to the, I mean, under 14, under 16, under 18. I went all the steps. You played up, though. 
Yes, and I played up. I was some years younger, so I wasn't winning like the first time I was ever at Grand Slam. I lost first round, then I played better a little bit, and then I won. So um, this year, everything, um, or that year, when I won the Junior Grand Slams, everything um, started to click a little bit. And, and, and I'm sorry, what year was that? 2013. 2013, you won? French Open. Paris. And Wimbledon. And Wimbledon. Yes. Did you play US Open? I played, I lost in quarterfinals. Lost in quarters. Yeah. And then, by then and you were- Anna Konyu, she won Australian Open and US Open, so we kind of shared it between us. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, did you have a big rivalry? Yeah, actually we were um, the biggest rivals um, in the junior career, but also very good friends. So um, yeah, I hope she comes back on tour soon. So when you turned pro, was that just after that year of winning the junior slams? Yeah, my first uh, pro year was 2014. All right, this is our second set. We call it the 10 ball scramble. It goes fast. I say something and you say the first thing that comes in your mind. Okay. All right. Favorite city, you already said it. New York City. <laughs> Favorite tournament? Wimbledon. First language? German, Slovakian, <laughs> both. <laughs> oh, you're, that's right, you're Slovakian. My parents are Slovakian. So, I'm Swiss, but I can speak Slovakian. So I was gonna say second language? Slovakian. <laughs> Third language? English. Fourth language? French. <laughs> Fifth language. No, no fifth language. No Italian. No. You don't speak Italian. No. Do you, do you speak Swiss, German, and German? Yes. That's kind of that's sort of five. That's a lot. <laughs> that's pretty cool. On court coaching. Sometimes I like it. Sometimes I don't. Why? Well, I think sometimes it's important to problem solve on your own. Um, I think it's just a huge marketing for the tennis, but it's not really like you don't hear other coaches really say to the players on TV than on tennis. So I don't understand why it has to be on TV loud and clear what your coach is saying to you. I think it's secret. <laughs> um, Off-court coaching, coaching that comes out of the, from the box. Do you have an opinion about it? I think everyone does it because it's natural when you kind of, you know, cheer on. You just like want to give some advice naturally. So I think you can't really avoid it. Prize money. I think it's bonus, a great thing. <laughs> You're happy with it. <laughs> of course, it makes me a living. <laughs> Your best win? Um, against Serena Williams, Toronto 2015. That's a good win. Yeah. <laughs> Score? 6-4 um, in the third set. I love that win. <laughs> Worst loss? Worst loss, Jana Cepelova, Charleston 2014. Why? because it was my first ever turn like tournament I made a deep run into the semifinals and I had match point in semifinals and to play my first final with 17 years old that would be amazing but it didn't happen because I lost <laughs> still the worst loss still the worst I remember Ooh. the feeling after it was crazy <laughs> toughest opponent um is there one that gives you the hardest time I mean no, not, not really. Not, not really. Not no and such if, thing. I will not tell it because... Uh... <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's move into our third set. We call it the queen of the court. If you could make any kind of change in tennis with just, you know, one swing of the racket, one swing of the scepter, what would it be? No screaming. No screaming? Yeah. No screaming? Yeah. 
get rid of that. <laughs> yes. You know what? Belinda Benchich with the no screaming rule. I'm glad that that popped right into your mind because that's something we have not talked about and I'm all for that. No screaming. Too much. Um, first of all, thank you very much for spending time with us. Um, we're really grateful. Good luck thank you. at the US Open. Thank you very much. Um, you are released, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you to Belinda Bencic. We definitely would love to speak some more but she's got the U.S. Open to play. And with all the action on all the courts, all throughout the Billie Jean King National Tennis Center, we thought, why not bring someone in to make sense of the draw and tell us what to look for? We can think of no one better than Michael Joyce to do this. Not only has he coached several women in the draw, he's played the tournament as a junior and as a pro and has been there significantly as a coach. First of all, we're in room 509 at the Lexington Hotel. Across the street is the Intercontinental, which is, I believe, really the official player hotel. But if you're on this block, you got to keep your eyes out because everybody is in the tennis. The whole city is empty except for this little area, would you say? Yeah, definitely. Gentleman you hear is one of the longtime prolific coaches on tour. Currently of Timmy Ababosh, Michael Joyce, my man. Um, first of all, thank you for doing this breakdown for us. Looking forward to it. First of all, how many U.S. Opens did you play? Main draw, I probably played seven or eight. Seven. And then if you add qualies in there, probably 15, 14. How many junior ones? <laughs> Juniors, a couple. So I you, think I played juniors three times, and then the pros, uh, I played, yeah, 14. Do you have any feel at all for how many U.S. Opens you've attended? Oh, I mean, I 25. missed maybe one or two. I'm 46, uh, probably close to 30. Yeah. 30 U.S. Opens. Yeah, wow. Scary, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, this is your yeah. life. This is yeah. what you do. And you have a W. Yes, you gotta... that's right. That's right. I, uh, Maria, 2006. 2006. Gotta be nothing like being in the box through seven matches. Yeah, it was an amazing tournament looking back. And she played a lot of good players too. And that was the year, I don't know if you remember that commercial, that I Feel Pretty commercial was out. That's the Nike I yeah. Feel Pretty, yeah. which had the song from what is that it from was Cinderella? Or, what is that I, yeah. from? I Feel Pretty? I Feel Pretty. It was like a Broadway song or something. Right. And it had her walking through and. She had everywhere on the buses, everything, and she Huge won it that Maria year. Huge Maria year. Yeah, and she won it that year. She had that black dress. She played almost all her matches at night. I remember her wearing that black dress about two months before in practice one day for about five minutes to make sure she could wear it. And I'm like, she comes out with that dress. I'm like, what the heck are you doing? She's like, this is going to be my dress. And then she wins the U.S. Open with it. There is nothing better than winning the U.S. Open. But how about attending the Italian Open as part of a VIP package exclusively put together by our friends at Constellation Entertainment. That's my man Martin Mulligan. His father won the Italian Open three times and he's got the best trip going. It's five days in Rome, three days on the Amalfi Coast. You're in five-star hotels. You got the best seats to the Italian Open. VIP dinners, unbelievable practice sessions at exclusive clubs. It's a big ticket item. It's on our Patreon page. We would be grateful for the generous patron to come through with this. 
patreon.com slash underreviewtennis. Uh, you'll be helping us immensely and intensely. So please check it out. There's a lot of other perks there as well. Patreon.com slash underreviewtennis. Now let's get back to Michael Joyce and breaking down the ladies' draw. All right, let's get right into this with Maria. Seems to me like Maria can't win a match on tour. Yeah, she's um, she's struggling. I, I I saw her play a little bit in Toronto, and I actually felt like that was the best I'd seen her play in a while. I, I think she lost to Contivet in three tough sets, but she actually looked pretty good. Um, I think the hardest part for her right now is staying healthy and actually getting enough matches under her belt, and and you know for one match. Um, I, I think she could do, you know, do anything. But um, to play day in and day out is tough for her right now. I mean, it seems to be. I know some of the injuries, a couple things that she has. I mean, I'm, I'm still friendly with her, and you know, I still. But it's, I'm not in contact with her that much. So. It just doesn't seem like she wins any yeah. matches. No. Seems like she gets hurt. Seems That's, like the yeah. shoulder. I think she even had another shoulder surgery this year, a small one. I mean, and, and and what can you say about Serena Williams? I mean, Serena is is you know she go walks into the tournaments, and she just starts playing better and better. The fact that she played Canada was interesting, right? But she didn't get through. Well, you know, the one thing about the Williams sisters, both of them, for years, um, obviously they've been playing for years. I mean, one thing I always found that was interesting with them. Um, especially the years I was with Maria, was they, I felt like the Williams, if you're ever going to beat the Williams sisters, you, you want to play them, you know, early in the tournament. And then usually by the second week, it's when they start playing so much better. But nowadays, it's a little tougher to do that because, you know, the girls right off the bat are, are, are tough. The tennis across the board, women's yeah. tennis is much better. Much better. I actually, personally, I tell people all the time, I actually, I don't think the top players are, are any better than they were 10 years ago. I actually think maybe 10 years ago when you had Kleisters and Hennen and Moresmo and you know, I actually think maybe some of those players were even better than the top players now. But a girl ranked 60, 80 is much better than they were before. I mean, there was times where Maria could uh, you know, waltz through the first three or four rounds, but you, you knew who she was gonna play in the quarterfinals. Now you can't do that. Not to mention, I mean, you get you get a hot Camilla Georgie. She's oh, not losing. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a different level. Different Camilla level. Camilla Georgie, by the way, lost to a qualifier at the Bronx Challenger. Right. And she's capable of beating anyone in tennis. Absolutely. I mean, it's when you asked me, kind of look over the draw. It was actually funny. I looked over the men's draw even more because when the women's draw, there's probably forty or fifty women in here that could win the tournament. Well, let's go through the ones you've coached. First of all, Pegula. Yes, she's uh, she's doing great. I mean, I I'm so happy to see her uh, finally staying healthy. I know she's been healthy now for a couple years. She won her first big you know big tournament for her in DC, which was funny because she actually lost in the finals of about eight or nine challengers. So it's actually technically the first pro tournament she won in singles. Um, but she plays at Cornet. Yes. First round. Um. I like her chances in that. I think. I think she's um, one thing about Jesse. She's she's a big time player. Uh, Cornet has been uh, hurt all year. Hurt all year. Yeah. Hurt all year. Yeah, and she and, and Jesse usually shows up and plays her best on the bigger stages. Um, you know, Jeannie is in the main draw. 
Yeah. <laughs> it seems to me that she gets a bad rap, that she's a serious person, but you, you clearly um, you clearly were in a fit. Right, except she did improve her ranking from 140 to 70 when we were together. But then she kind of wanted to stop for a while, stop tennis for a while, which was interesting to me. You know, I was happy with our progress. I mean, the first, we, in some ways, the first tournament we went to, she did really well in Luxembourg. Um, made semifinals, which got her into Australian Open, and she played pretty good. She was disappointed. She lost uh, to Serena in Australia, which to me, um, you know, wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, she's losing to Serena. I mean, that, that, that's okay. <laughs> but, you know, she has high expectations of herself, and she works incredibly hard. Whether she wants to do it uh, 365 days out of the year, that's that's uh, up, you know, that's for discussion. I, I, I don't know. Well, the other problem, too, is is that... You know, like you, you, you're a working man. You, you can't be held hostage right. to someone on a siesta. Right. And she also, you know, and she told me that. You know, in her defense, she said, you know, she's taking the time off. And, uh, you know, a couple weeks turned into about a month. And she said, it's not fair to you because I really don't know what I'm going to do. So in that case, I respected her honesty. Um, but at the same time, it was a little bit strange to see her going to the French Open a week later by herself. Well, but that, but she was main draw, so she just basically picked up yeah, the check and and, yeah. and, and and dinged around Paris. Right, and then she did the same at Wimbledon, and you know, and <laughs> yeah. she's lost twelve straight matches now. I don't think she's won a match since we stopped. So, so Come you guys, on, you guys can make your Jeannie own. Jeannie Bouchard, uh, <laughs> if you're listening, you guys can make your own. Uh, I have nothing bad to say about her because I really enjoyed working with her, and she worked hard. But uh, that that. You know, to be, uh, we'll see what happens. Right. Jeannie Bouchard's got a tough draw. Uh, who else have you worked with on tour that, that's in this draw that may make some money moves through yeah. this thing? Well, I mean, I worked with Vika Azarenka for a while. The problem was is while we were together, she only played one tournament because she was going through that whole custody battle. And I actually left Jesse Pagula to work with Azarenka because I felt like she, you know, she's was number one before. I felt like she, she's an incredible workhorse. I mean, this girl uh, works hard. She, she wants it. Um, I'm surprised that I ended up stopping with her because she, she, you know, had off court issues and she wasn't playing. Um, I'm surprised she hasn't done better, to be honest, uh, Vika. Do you have a prediction for this for this draw? We gotta, we're gonna yeah. move. Uh, you know, this is a toss-up. Uh, Sabalenka and her, they um, she has a lot of respect for Sabalenka because she's young coming up, but then she's not doing that well this year. I think that's a toss-up, and I think whoever actually wins that match will probably play Vekic in the third round. I don't see anybody. And Vekic has beaten Vika the last couple times, so... That's a blockbuster first round, but I don't see either one of them going very far. When did you work with when did you work with Joanna Conta? Last year. So basically I was with uh, Jesse for a long time and then I went with Vika. Uh, Vika lasted about seven months because of the custody battle. I actually left Vika to work with Conta. I worked with Joe all last year. It was a little bit of a tough job going in because her ranking was real high when we started, but she had lost 11 matches in a row. So all her points were at the beginning of the year. So I actually felt like we did okay, but her ranking went from nine, nine to 25. So everybody thought she was doing bad. But she was actually winning a lot of matches and it's just the way her points stacked up. Uh, biggest issue with Joe was she wanted me to spend my whole life in London and I have a, a daughter and a wife that uh, I don't wanna spend 
45 weeks in London. So we actually got along pretty well. I think she's a very good player. Um, I think uh, her, the nerves can get to her, <laughs> definitely can get to her. And she, um, you know, has a lot of high expectations and the British press are tough. I mean, she's actually done pretty good this year on clay of all <laughs> surfaces. Uh, but this summer, she hasn't won a match yet, so. It was wild. I, 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 you know, I at some point a year ago or so, I was just watching her play tennis. I was like, how was she ever I'm, a top player? Like, she could yeah. play such bad tennis. Yeah. And then she got to Rome, I think. Yeah, and she made and fun. she played yeah. great tennis. Well, Joe's, Joe's very, like, she's, she's A, like they say, people have plan A, plan B. She's all A. I mean, if her game is on, she has a big serve, she hits the ball a ton, she takes the ball early. She's not the, she's not the talentist player. She has kind of stone hands. <laughs> she actually but. has, uh, like, a, like a, the same kind of style and problems that Georgie has yeah, when you think about similar, it. Yeah, very similar. Very similar to Georgie. She works very hard. She's a... Uh, um, does everything by the book. A nice person, right? Nice person. She yeah. listens. I really enjoyed working with her. A hard part was I felt that, um, you know, she's also not that she's old, but she's 28 or something. She's not going to change much. She's not, there's not a lot of variety to her game. So you Leopard kind of. Leopard doesn't change yes, their spots. Yeah. And, you know, and she wants to do things differently sometimes, but I don't. Think it's possible. However, she did really well on clay this year, which was, uh, I think, a surprise to everybody. Um, and uh, she played great. You no, know, she played. She's she's at Wimbledon. I feel like the draw opened up, and as soon as it opened up, she uh, got nervous and she uh, got a little bit tight. That's another thing. She she when her, when she gets nervous, she gets tight. It's tough for her because the, her margins are small, margin for error. She. Her footwork goes off a little bit, and and when you play that style of game, um, you're in trouble in those type of situations. Right, she can't grind herself back. She's not going to grind herself in a match. Tell us about Timmy Ababosh. Yes, Timmy. Timmy, I, I love working with. First her. of all, did I say her name right? Yeah, Timmy. Timmy. Babos. You actually probably say it better than me. She laughs at me when I say Babos. She's like, it's Babesh or whatever. So, <laughs> you actually do a better job. But. Um, I enjoy working with her. Like she loves tennis. You know, she's like a real. If if you picked, uh, if you picked like a workman, like uh, bring your lunch pail and and go. You know, she loves the game of tennis. I mean, some of the challengers we went to on grass. We were sitting there in the afternoon watching the matches, men's matches. She knows what's going on. She knows the draw. She. She just loves the game, which I do too. So I love that. She wants to get better. She's won a lot of matches this summer. Um, she got through qualifying here, three three tough matches. She did well in Vancouver last week. So she's playing well. This is probably the best tennis she's played in, in a year or two, singles-wise. And so uh, she plays uh, the number 28 seeds, Suarez Navarro, who as a coach I've had good luck against. Uh, Jeannie beat her in Luxembourg, and then Joe beat her a couple times, and Maria beat her three or four times. So I've actually never seen one of my players lose to her. Now, with that being said, she's a talented player, but I think Tamea has a good shot there. And then if she wins that, not to look too far ahead, if she wins that, she could play Coco Goff or another young girl, Potapova, which... I think that's a toss-up. So well, those are winnable matches. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, there was about five or six qualifiers that had to play, uh, you know, top top twelve seeds, and um, 
you know, some of them were maybe okay, like Sloane Stevens, <laughs> who, who, you know, I think she had a good shot or Halep would have been tough, you know, so I'm, I'm happy with her draw. What do you say about Naomi Osaka right now? Yeah, it's another, I mean, she's so talented. She's such a talented player. She's such an unbelievable athlete. I but mean, she's I been tragic yeah, since yes. Australia. Tragic. And that's another one that doesn't quite make a lot of sense for me because uh, she was doing so well with Sasha. Um, you know, what I don't understand these days um, is how you see, you know, the, they, they almost give too much credit to the coaches, but they also, the coaches are the first one who goes when the players struggle. And I was always under the impression, I don't care what's going on, if you have a coach and you're uh, winning grand slams and you're doing great, why in a million years would you get rid of the coach unless something, you know, terrible happened, which from my, what I've heard, nothing terrible happened. So, well, couldn't it be that terrible because Kiki Mladenovic hired him. Exactly. So if he had done something exactly. extremely out of line. Everybody would know. Well, not just that, but he wouldn't get hired again because Asia wouldn't allow for that. Absolutely. It doesn't work that way. Um, but she is, she, and, 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 and the conversations on the court with her coach being like, are you having fun? Are you smiling? It's like, I feel like she's talking to a four-year-old. <laughs> I mean, I you know, the the what's his name? Is it Jermaine or it's, what's her coach's name? Jenkins. Jenkins, Jarmier right. Jenkins. I think yeah. I mean, he, he could be a great coach, but he, he doesn't have experience. I mean, you know, half of being a good coach is experience and, and, and dealing with... In his defense, he's a he's got to be a six figures guy at the U.S. at the t training center, right? Exactly. He left a right. so he's but but you you're saying that to be on tour with your to be on tour with somebody like her. I mean, number one in the world. It's I, I feel he's kind of throw thrown into the fire. It's one thing to be a national right. national right. coach in the training facility. I think than to be a number one exactly. player. And I think he was hitting with uh, Venus for a year or two. I think that's about all his experience. I mean, I, and you know, and, and that's not easy. I mean, it's not easy for him. I don't know why she chose him. Not that he's necessarily bad, but I, I, the results I think speak for themselves. So you don't you're not bullish on her to repeat? No. No. No, no, no absolutely not. Um, you know, when, when we talk about talent and players with just that special talent, and I, I, you know, a lot of guys say you had it, that your ball striking was something special. Um, Belinda Bencic is someone that comes into my mind as that Hingis-ish. Yeah, I love the way she plays, yeah. I love the I way, love she, the way plays. she plays, yeah. Um, can she, what's, what's, what's her problem? Well, I think she's getting back on track. I mean, I, I know something interesting. I know the, I don't know why she dropped so much. I will tell you last year, actually when I went with Jeannie to Luxembourg, um, her father went to Luxembourg. And it was the first time I had seen Bencic's father at a tournament in a long time. And she qualified there and made finals. And, you know, just having her father um, helped her a lot. I mean, bottom line. They I say mean, the was, father's a cool guy. Yeah, I don't know him. I don't know their dynamic that well. I don't know him that well. But, you know, it's the, the girls are a little different than the guys. The girls, uh, it's very important that they, they're, they feel good off court, that they feel good about themselves, that they have uh, good influences. Um, and I think a lot of the girls, um, she had most of her success with him around. 
And all of a sudden, she probably, like a lot of people, she wanted to do things on her own. She wanted to become a woman so much. And it, it, it obviously affected her. As soon as dad, dad came back, she right off the bat started to play good again. And so it's not a huge surprise for me. Um, I've seen it tons of times. Um, but she's a, she's a great player. You know anything about her heel? You know anything about her injury? She walked on that Azarenka match a couple weeks ago. Yes, I don't actually. I saw. I don't. I didn't even really see what she did. I saw she pulled out of that match. Uh, what did in she tears. have? Yeah, and she was crying in tears. But uh, I've seen her around. I've seen her practicing. I'm sure she'll be she'll be okay. I'm sure she'll be fine. You don't you don't think you don't think that the injury lingers. I mean, it, you know, it's it's hard to say it can. I think actually a Grand Slam, to be honest, physically is a lot easier than a lot of these other tournaments. I think the uh, a Grand Slam's tougher mentally, and you have the hustle bustle. It would be interesting. I don't know if she entered the doubles. I don't know if she did. If that would be a good t if she did, then that might show something if she's playing doubles. But physically, Grand Slams for women are not tough. Because um, of the day off. Yes. You have, you're playing seven matches in two weeks. Um, you know, a tournament like Cincinnati, Toronto, these tournaments, a lot of times you're playing six matches in six days or five, you know, five matches in six days. To me, physically, those tournaments are a lot tougher. Um, I have Bianca Andreescu winning this whole thing. Yeah, it's a good choice. She's a great Why? player. Ah, she's 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 amazing. I mean, if if you look at what she's done this year, it's incredible. Talk to me about her ball striking. I mean, I I actually watched her practice. Um, you know what? I'm thinking about it, and I think she hits the heaviest ball off both wings. Yeah, and her serve feels like it is heavy, man. Yeah, uh, I mean, what impresses me the most fr from her which is very rare these days, is I feel like she has a uh, plan B and C and A. Say so you can throw them all. She can hit a heavy ball, she can hit big, but at the same time she can defend incredible. Um, she make, seems to make good adjustments. She plays fearless right now. Um, to be out as long as she was and to win Canadian Open uh, really made a believer out of me. But I also, mean, we, 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 we met you in Newport Beach. Yes. She was out on court 500. Yeah. And then she ended up coming through that turn. What's it like? I mean, how, how, much, tough, how much tough did she get? Yeah. And then how does that carry over after the injury? Because, I mean, she came right back. Well, that, that's, that's very difficult to do, what she did. In the first round against Jeannie, she didn't look very good either, <laughs> to be honest. In Toronto, it was I a pretty she, ugly match. I thought yeah. she looked terrible. terrible. Yeah, she, did, what, her, she was serving bad. She, was, she looked like somebody that had been off for three months, which is normal. And yeah. Jeannie let her off the hook. I mean, Jeannie, Jeannie could have won, won that match. Should have won and that I match. And I saw Jeannie play the week before against uh, Lauren Davis, and Jeannie played terrible. So going into that match, I didn't feel like Jeannie played that great, uh, but it was clear that Bianca had, had you know, a lot of time off. But if you look at her record, I think she's only lost four matches this year or something. And I, it's, you know... I think she might have overplayed at the beginning of the year. With that being said, I'm a huge believer in playing a lot, and if you're winning, keep going. 
But Especially I, 18 years yeah, old, right? Yeah, but I mean, after she did well in New Zealand, then she went to Australia and won four matches there, qualified and, you know, lost to Sevastova three sets, then go straight to Newport, then she won that, you know, to, and then she went to Acapulco. I, I, I feel like she maybe overdid it, which obviously helped her for Indian Wells, but then she went to Miami. I mean, don't, why play Miami? Well, she ripped her shoulder. Indian, right, like that, that to me was a little silly to over, especially with somebody young. But listen, she's a hell of a player. And she can win that tournament. She can win. The, yeah, she could absolutely, absolutely win that tournament. Absolutely man. could win it. Yeah, I mean, she matches up against everybody well because, like I said, I'm just she looking has at her power. But you also look at her yeah. side of the draw, and you're looking at, you know, Muguruza, who's, yeah, who's nowhere we don't know. land. Nowhere land, right? <laughs> Hollop always plays lousy yeah. at the U.S. Open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Um, you know, it's uh, she definitely she's got she's got a pretty good first round. She plays the junior winner, um, the girl that won the juniors, so that shouldn't be a problem. And you know, she as she works, Barthel I heard actually pulled out today. Barthel's gone. Yeah, so Flipkins went in there. Yeah, Wozniacki's a uh, shadow of herself. So and then Wozniacki you can't win no. tennis matches anymore no, on tour, no. can she? No, no. I think she's going to be retiring soon. Feels like it, right? I mean, she's got a great draw to semifinal, <laughs> quarter semifinal. Andrescu. Except for Halep, yeah. I guess Halep no, I would be the toughest I, I would, in that section. I, I, yeah. Part of me thought that maybe she would have a tough match against Danielle Collins, but Danielle hasn't really played good tennis since Australia. That's exactly right, yeah. And then on the other side of that, you know, if Osaka does what I think. I think Bencic could make a run to the quarters. Yeah, yeah, she's good. And you know, the Kontovic's a good solid player too. She always plays well yeah. in slams. She's you know, a good slam she's player. a good slam player and she's solid. You know, you got to beat her. Yeah. Sabalenka, Azarenka, that's a toss-up. And now listen, I got Kenan on the other side going all the way through. Love Kenan. Why? Bullish on Kennan, <laughs> as you'd say. I just think she's incredibly solid, and she's, uh, she can play week, week in and week out, and she's uh, the mentally toughest of a lot of the girls. Um, you know. What do you mean? Well, I, that goes a long way in women's tennis. I feel like she figures out ways to win. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't give up. She reminds me a lot of the, the fight. Maybe doesn't have the weapons, but she has that fight and that Maria had in her prime. You know, you really got to beat her. She's not going to, um, you know, she's not going to give it away. And that that goes, you know, like somebody like Keys, let's say. I, she just had the, won the tournament. She obviously can play great, but I don't trust that she can keep it together every day. Keys is going to... It's kind um, of a wild card. Keys you know? is going to play uh, Sophia Kennan yeah. in the third round if things go as... Planned. planned and she beat her uh, in Cincinnati keys definitely has a bigger game but again it, you know keys is a little bit off or feels a little pressure Kenan's gonna win I mean the women's tennis is just it's just like that's what I'm saying there's about 40 <laughs> girls that could win it incredible <laughs> yeah um, what's your prediction for the tournament I am gonna say I'm I really like Barty I like Barty's game the probably overall one of the better players in the draw, and uh, I think uh, if she can hold it together mentally, um, I think uh, I would say Andrescu or Barty would be my two choices. 
listen, um, no better person in New York right now to break down this draw than Michael Joyce. In our next episode with Bianca Andrescu, we're coming back and we're going to break down the men's. Uh, we are over and out on this. And thank you very much, my man. It's a pleasure. You are released. Thank you to everyone for listening. If you want to help support Under Review, please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash underreviewtennis. Huge thank you to Belinda Benchich and Michael Joyce. Huge thank you to Jerry Solomon. Thank you to our newest Patreon supporter, Janet Levy. I'm looking forward to hitting balls with you. We really, really appreciate the support. Thank you to all for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe, rate, and review us. Tell your coaches, your racket stringers, your physios, your agents, anyone else who loves tennis. We can be found wherever you get your podcasts. We also love hearing from you, so if you have a topic you want explored or a person you want to hear from, please let us know. Our email is info at underreviewtennis.com. At UR with CS is our Twitter handle. Underreviewtennis is our Instagram and Facebook. And to catch some clips from some of our interviews, check out our YouTube page. Our producer is Scott Tuft, and our music is by Brian Senti. Jason Binnick did our mix. We'll be back next time with more of the most interesting voices in the sport. Until then, I'm Craig Shapiro, and you are released.